Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with Pastor David Tejedina of Reach Church Pacific Northwest in a message entitled Moment of Opportunity. Enjoy this message. I miss Pastor Omar and Letty. I mean, it's just a, a beautiful couple. I mean, we really miss them. The fellowships, the hanging out, we love you guys. We really do. And uh, this is just like Pastor Omar, this is the right time to preach. And you know it's the right time to preach in Paramount when your team wins and the Steelers lose. <laughs> That's okay, he gets the mic at the end, so. But we do appreciate you guys being here. I mean, us being here tonight. It's a, such a blessing to us. And I don't recognize that many people. I mean, there's a lot of new people here. And that's a good thing. And then my wife, what she just said. So I'm like, okay, this is the right sermon for tonight. So uh, Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm a, a little bit sophisticated now. And I'm quiet preacher. And uh, oh, y'all don't want that? All right, so I guess it's the old me again tonight. Come on now. <laughs> Praise God. So, Father, we just pray, God, release the Holy Spirit, begin to move in this place. Father, we need you, God. Without you, we can do nothing but babble on. Father, we need the Holy Spirit to guide and to direct and have your way right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, like my wife was saying... We went out there. We weren't even thinking about age. I never, I've never thought about age. Age has never been a big deal. Age is what you make it. And so, I mean, at 50, we were skydiving and uh, hiking. We're doing all kinds of crazy, mad things. Uh, uh, Pastor Omar was mistaken. I am 35. And, uh, and uh, I am dyslexic, but, uh, you know, that's okay. And so... Uh, but, you know, we're, we are 53 years old, but we're still out there. Why? Because the time is drawing near. And we said, you know what? Uh, we have to continue to make impact. We need to continue to do what God has called us to do. We wanted more and more. I want to tell you, I've never been just satisfied with Christianity. I want more of what God has for my life. And so the last two years have been chaotic for the Christian church. The last two years have really been revealing about a lot of Christians. A lot of, a lot of revealing. How many have noticed that God has done a lot of pruning? And God has cut a lot of stuff out because how many know God is not into fear? He is not a, a God of fear. Jesus, you know, we're so scared and I'm not preaching here on COVID. I'm, I'm not, but listen. We're so fearful of COVID. Churches, and thank God you guys are open. Thank God this growing. Because a lot of churches are, 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 there was a last report not too many many months ago that 60% of people have not returned to churches. Why? Because of fear. And they never realized Jesus was praying for lepers. He didn't run from lepers. He didn't go cover up from lepers. He didn't go get jabbed for uh, lepers. Uh, he healed lepers. Uh, and so you and I need to realize who we are, who we belong to. Uh, and uh, I had COVID. My wife and I had, we tried it pretty bad. But I like, if I die, I'm going to be in heaven. But if I live, I continue to preach. 
It's like, I'm, you know, there's something about knowing that you're saved and going to heaven. And so if you're not sure, we can pray for you afterwards uh, when we pull the altar call. But I do want to look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14 this evening and go to 17. It says, therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. See that then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so very powerful scripture. And I begin to think about that because a lot of Christians have fallen asleep. It's been two years and Christians are asleep. We're not doing what we used to do. We're not engaging. We're not engaging people. We're not evangelizing. We're, we're, we're fearful. We don't want to shake hands. We don't want to hug. There's a lot of things we don't want to do. And here Paul is saying, wake up out of your sleep. Because how many know the devil is good at lullabies? He's good at putting the Christians to sleep. And I, I'm thinking about that. How many know you can be in the will of God and still miss what God has for your life? How many know, how many believe paramount is in the will of God? But how many know we could be missing what God has for our lives because of fear? Listen to me. How many people out there are fearful right now and there's no one to share hope with them? No one to share Christianity. No one to share the gospel. No one to share the blood will set you free. And so you could actually miss what God, have anybody thought about that? You could miss what God has for your life. I'm in the will of God. I'm going to church. I'm serving. And yet I could be missing the blessings of God. It's time to awaken. It's time right now. I've been talking to a lot of pastors, a lot of leaders. Can I tell you something? We, how many have heard Jesus is coming back? How many have heard that? We, we hear that a lot. How many know that should not be our concern? Our concern is the rapture. Because we're coming back with Jesus. We're not waiting for Jesus to come back. We're waiting for Jesus to rapture us out of here. And then we're coming back after the tribulation with Jesus. Okay, I got a couple of amens on that. Okay, if, if you're not familiar with that, please read the word. That's what the word of God says. All right, and so well, the rapture is going to happen soon. If you're not aware, I, I want to tell you, uh, I'm going to be going into this in just a moment, but I want to say the rapture is going to happen. And you can feel that God is about to do something powerful in the earth uh, through the pruning that he just did. I want to minister why we need to awaken this evening. Because there's a question that we need to ponder tonight. Where is your life today? Is your life now where you thought it would be? I mean, that's a good question. Are you where you thought you would be at this point in life? Because wherever you are right now, are you in the center of God's will? Is your life where God would want it to be? Are these good questions or? <laughs> no, 
Now listen, wherever you are, I want you to listen, wherever you are in your life today, you are in a position to see a revelation of the providence and the power of God in your life. Wherever you say your life is today, relative to where you want it to be. I mean, along the line, we've made some mistakes. We've had some failures. We've had some setbacks. Some of us are not where we thought we should be at. But can we dismiss that tonight and say, God, you can change everything tonight. Because you are in a position... You are in a position to see a revelation and a manifestation of the providence and the power of God in your life right now. Providence. I mean, no, that's God guiding you and protecting you. It's a, it's a manifestation of divine care or direction. How many know God is taking you and I to a place where we bring him glory? Not me, glory. If you forgot my name, thank God, because I am nobody without him. And so, so he could do something powerful in your life right now, regardless of what happened yesterday, last week, last year, 10 years ago. You're in the right place tonight, like Pastor Omar said. You are walking in the protective care of God. And he wants to do something powerful in your life. So I want to look at, first of all, this evening, God working through providence. Remember, guidance, that's guidance. God's protecting guidance, providence. Now, within God's will, within God's creation, how many know he has put natural laws? There's natural laws that you and I and life has to obey. And when God works within those laws to bring about his will, it's called providence. But sometimes God will suspend those laws and that's called a miracle. See, he plays by the rules. That's providence. But since he made the rules, he could suspend those rules. And when he suspends those rules, it's called a miracle. Let me give you an example of this. The law is, when you're dead, you're dead. (laughs) But Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb, and he rose from the dead. That's a miracle. See, God in his grace and in mercy will suspend rules to bless you and I. He will do things out of the ordinary to make sure that you get a blessing and that you stay where he wants you to stay. See, it's through providence that God will guide you into his glory. Providence. Now, I'm looking, I was studying that word providence. My wife says, oh, didn't just preach the gospel. Well, I have to set the stage. I really have to set the stage for the whole thing to to come together, right? So providence. There's two things about providence. One, it's spatial. And the second thing, it's temporal. It's spatial. It's geographical. It's where. 
Okay, everybody get that. Providence is spatial, it's where. But it's also temporal, it's timely, and it's when. So the providence of God is where and when, and God calls the shots. See, providence is when God moves in our lives, and he moves spatially where we are, and he moves temporally when we are to be where we are. He set up your whole life, and you don't even know it. He knows where you're going to be. We don't, but he does. Listen to Acts chapter 17, verse 26. How many know it's good to have scripture to back you up what you're saying? Okay, so let's look at Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And he, he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwelling. The NIV says, and he marked out their appointed times in history. So God has pre-appointed times for us and he has set boundaries. You and I have boundaries within the will of God. And he gives us wisdom to make decisions within those boundaries. See, God moves in times and lines and boundaries and, and, and he draws out your boundaries and say, okay, you know what? If you stay in that boundary, I'll bless you. If you stay within my will, I will bless you. For some of you, like, like for Pastor Omar and Letty, their boundary is paramount. That's their boundary. That's where God has called them to. That's their destiny. That, that's, that's their, uh, that's God's providence working in their life has brought them to this city, uh, to this locale, and all of you here. Our boundary was Yuma, Arizona. And then God extended our boundary. Now you're in Gardena. And then he extended our boundary over here to Paramount. And then he extended our boundary up to Puyallup in the Pacific Northwest. And so that's my boundary up there now. I have no business anywhere else but the boundary that God has set in my life. Oh, did everybody get that? I don't care if there's a better job in Utah. I don't care if it's this or that. I don't care. Well, they're not wearing masks in Florida. Well, don't wear one. <laughs> See, you might be blessed, but you're outside of the boundaries of God. Doesn't matter who you are. See, I thought, I, I, I'm, I'm going to preach because I'm, I went through it. Okay, I thought my boundary was going to be Eugene, Oregon. And I saw all these doors open. I'm like, man, God, this is good. Big job, big money. Man, this is going to be good. And all of a sudden the door, whack. I mean, my nose still hurts from the door closing so hard. I'm walking around my nose like this. I'm like, God. And God says, no, that's not what, that's where you want, that's not my boundary for you, that's your boundary for you. And if you would have went there, you would have been outside of my boundaries. How many know in football, when you're out of bounds, you're out of bounds? You got to stop running, you can't do nothing. Your life might go on in the physical, but in the spiritual, it stopped. Woo! 
but I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> Pastor, gas is $4.50. I know, I just put some gas in my truck. Dear God. <laughs> I had to repent from the thoughts. I mean, I heard that. Por mi culpa, Dios, por mi culpa. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> See, in this, as you're living for God, you find that there's seasons of God. And God opens seasons for your life. A lot of times when you're a disciple and you're a couple and God launches you to a new city. He opens a season of revival. He opens a season of open doors. God's with you on that. And wherever your pastor releases you. Okay, and, and honestly, that, that's honestly true. Don't just do things on your own. Get the, get, talk to the man of God. <laughs> get a, get, talk to the man of God. Pastor, what do you think about this? Oh, I don't know, brother. Or he might say, brother, that, you know what? I feel God on this. I don't know. I'm not here. He knows. They know. They're a great couple. They, they've been around the block a few times. They've gotten a few black eyes in this thing. Is it bad? Am I losing it? It wasn't working? Dang, I was having fun. Okay. Is that better? Okay. So there are seasons. And God knew the boundaries that, that she would be on, uh, be at, especially tonight. See, God brought you here tonight, whether you believe that or not. While Adam and Eve were in the garden looking for a leaf, God was already planning out your life. That on this day, at this time, you would be in this place, ready to be, ready to hear about what He wants to do in your life. Did you get that? Yeah. See, if you get that, you get half the message. Because God's providence is spatial where you are and temporal when you are where you are. Can I tell you something? God is not surprised that you're here tonight. God orchestrated everything in your life to make sure you would be here tonight. You could have stayed home and watched this on, on video and missed out what God had for you. Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm flying all over the place. I don't know what's happening here. Dear Jesus. Listen, God, you, you might be surprised that you're here. You might be surprised that you're even out your house because of COVID. But you're here tonight. And you're surprised. And some people are surprised you're here tonight. But can I tell you something? God is not surprised. God knew you were going to be here. The devil's surprised. Oh my gosh. They, got, they came out. Didn't you scare them before they laughed? You know, he's rebuking his demons right now because they took their eyes off of you because you're here. So let me move on here. So it's Spatial and temporal. Now, time. God moves on two time levels. How many of those two time levels? One time is called chronos. That's a succession of seconds. 
And the next one is, is it's Kairos. And it's found in Matthew 16, 2 and 3. And it's actually found in several scriptures in the New Testament. But he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. He says, look at, look at everything that's going on. He said, if you read the, the book of Revelation, if you read uh, the, the word of God, you begin to know that, you know what, all this that's happening right now, it's leading to the mark of the beast. It's leading to the last moments of time. It's leading to the rapture of the church. But let me step back. Kronos. It's a succession of seconds. It's the, how, how many, you know, all these Apple watches, most people don't know what a regular watch looks like anymore. <laughs> but there used to be a watch that actually had three hands. <laughs> the little hand was the hour. The bigger hand was, and one, two, three, it was increments of five minutes. And then they had the second hand, the sweeping hand. I remember that, it just keeps on ticking. Just keeps on going. Okay, so that's a succession of sights. It's a sweeping hand. It keeps on moving. Listen to me. You just lost a second. A minute ago, it's gone. You can't get it back. That's Kronos time. The other kind of time is Kairos time. And that is a specific time. It is a designated time. In fact, the word for, for, for this kind is, is synonymous for, or, or the same word that's used in opportunity. So a chaotic moment, or, or chaotic moment, is a moment that's pregnant with opportunity. It's when God packs a moment with opportunity. And he's going to do something. And he's ready to do something if you would simply reach out and grab it. If you don't, you're going to miss it. That's why this is a time of awakening. Because you could miss what God has for your life. Let me give you an example of this. When, when, when the Greeks were explaining this word, they used a picture of a bald-headed man. And what they do is... is is that the bald-headed man, there he is. And so, and so you, when the opportunity came, you would stand here and you would be ready. And, and the whole object was to grab this lock of hair when he passed by. And so you would get there, you would be prepared, and you would have your hand ready. But if you'd miss it, all you get was a sliding bald head. <laughs> and you'd miss the opportunity. That's the moment that you are living in right now. That you could miss what God has for your life because you're distracted with insignificant stuff. Now, I'm not saying COVID is, not COVID is insignificant, but don't let opportunity go by because of fear. Because of intimidation, because of what everyone else says. 
How many know when people get jabbed, they want everybody else to get jabbed? <laughs> how many know it's going to be the same thing? I, I, I didn't mean it in the funny way, because listen to me. How many know when people get the mark, they're going to want everyone to get the mark, because they got the mark? They know they're condemned. So they're going to want everybody else, and they're going to be tattletelling on everybody else that doesn't have it. Don't let that fear keep you from what God has for your life. Because listen, when the opportunity's gone, it's gone in the blink of an eye. Because opportunity comes and oftentimes it knocks once and it's gone. You can wait for another one, but that one's gone. See, a Cairo's moment. It's three things real quick. It's a moment of maximized opportunity or maximum opportunity. It's a moment when change is possible and it, it's an exquisite moment when all things come together and align for to bless you. Whew. How many know that entails a changing of our mindset? And to live now, not just for this, but for that. It's what, what am I doing in eternity? Am I making eternal impact? How many know God is not concerned about the big job that you had if you're not making eternal impact? <laughs> now here's a karatic moment. It's like a sweeping hand or a regular clock. Time is going on, right? But sometimes in this regular time, how many know you can set the alarm? And an alarm is a designated time within regular time. And when that alarm goes off, and that means something, it usually means it's time for you to wake up, for some people. <laughs> See, the alarm. Alarm means something's gonna happen. You set that clock, you set that time, you set the alarm, because at that time, something is going to happen. Can I tell you something? That's the way God works. It's God's perfect time that your life goes on as a watch. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. But when God gets ready to do something, he has set an alarm, and once that alarm is set, the devil can't stop it. You can't stop it. Discouragement can't stop it. Weariness can't stop it. Fear cannot stop it. And when God gets ready, ding, the alarm goes off, and God goes into action. He begins to open doors here, begins to move things here, begins to bring people to you, begins to move people from you, begins to open doors of opportunity begins to open jobs begins to do all kinds of things all of a sudden and quickly he takes you to the blessing he brings the blessing to you puts favor on you you walk into it I may have had those moments where you don't even know how you're, you're walking in this blessing God's just blessing you out of nowhere that was a karotic moment the alarm went off in your life but can I tell you if you're not ready if you're not awake how many know you can miss the alarm how many have slept through an alarm don't raise your hands because you all be lifting up your hands right now I was going to look at my son and daughter-in-law, but... 
See, he's got the clock moving. And can I tell you, God's about to do something. That's a kairos, a kairos moment, or a karotic moment. It's the word for a special season. You and I are ready to enter into that special season. You are in a karotic season. You are in that season in your life where God has spatially placed you in that position because temporally it's time for him to do something that's going to blow your mind where all of a sudden Paul, uh, Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 2.9 begin to make sense to you. I has not seen nor ear has heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. What that means is hang in there and stay tough and wait for that moment to come your way. The alarm's about to go off because providence is special, it's spatial, and it's temporal. Has to do with God assigning you to be at a certain place at a certain time, just like tonight. That's why I asked you earlier, where is your life today? Because wherever it is, that's where you're supposed to be. Ooh, that one's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? Let's look at Joseph for a moment. I remember, remember Joseph. Joseph has a dream, goes and tells his brothers, uh, you guys are all going to bow to me. His dad says, even I'm, uh, I'm going to bow to you. Well, dad, you know what? That's what the dream says. And, you know, can, can I tell you something? How many know there's some people around you that can't handle your dreams? <laughs> you you, you got to watch who you tell your dreams to. Because some people, you know, that jealousy issues begins and starts like, like uh, you, really? So Joseph messed up because he told the dream that God gave him and people got mad around him. And so his brothers beat him up and they left him for dead. They put him in the pit. They ended up selling him. So he went from the pit to the jail. But by providence, by the providence of God, the hand of God, he rose from the pit to the palace. And he became the number two man in the whole nation. And as a second in command, he was in charge of the treasury. And by the treasury, I mean he was in charge of the grain and the food. And there was a famine in the land. And, and Joseph is now the number two dog. And, and there's a famine and people are starving, including his own family. The ones that tried to kill them. The ones that tried to destroy them. Can I tell you something? Sometimes God will bring your enemies around and allow you to bless those people that try to curse you. And they don't even know that that's God's using you to bless them. Who? Okay. So finally his brothers, you know, Joseph reveals himself to them and they're fearful. And Joseph said, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Guys, I got this. I got this. Listen, listen, listen. In Genesis 20, 20, 20, I'm sorry, 50 verse 20. But as for you, you meant it evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as is this day to save many people alive. That's providence. 
When God turns the tables, uh, when the enemy uh, uh, comes up to you uh, and, 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 and causes all this stuff to try to destroy you, God steps in uh, because he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, I'm there. Even when you make dumb mistakes, he's there. And he'll turn around and make you stand where he wants to bless you. How I many know oh, God can take you from the negative to the positive overnight in a moment's time? Why? Because that's the God he does. And, and listen to me, not necessarily for you, but to save many people alive. See, you know what a true servant's heart is? That when you realize that this life is not my own, that I have a greater calling, and my calling is to see people get saved and give their lives to Jesus, to, to, to bring salvation. I mean, you know what salvation? Saved, heal, and deliver. Those three things that the power of God can do to souls. So I'm going to tell you, you're at the right place to win souls tonight. How many remember Esther? Esther was a Jewess. She was a poor Jewish girl that rose to be the queen of a nation. From a people that were outcast, she became a queen. And not only a queen of a nation, but the favored one. Oh, that's a good thing, isn't it? She had influence. How many know sometimes all you need is influence? How many know influence will open a lot of doors? When you have influence, there's a lot of doors you can go through. There's a lot of things that begin to open up. And so she had influence with the big dog, the king. And so what happened was there was a plot to kill all the Jews. And her uncle comes to her and says, you know what? Uh, you got to go talk to the king. And so she begins to allow fear to grip her. But what if? But what if? How many of there's a lot of but if, but ifs in life? But if? But what if? What if? But what if? But what if? Yeah. But what if? But what if? And so her uncle tells her in Esther 4.14, For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to a kingdom for such a time as this. So now listen. How many know we think Esther's special? Because we mean, oh, she was born for a time such as this. No, that's the stipulation if she does what God called her to do. Did everybody get that? Okay, so there's, there's a will of God that I have to obey if, it, if I want to fulfill that portion of Scripture. That maybe I was born for a time such as this, so why don't I take more risk? Just do it. Let it all go now. Let me do what God has called me to do. Who knows? Maybe I was born for a time such as this to save a lot of people alive. See, I realized something in life. That word kairos, it was God's appointed time. Esther was not early, and she was not late. She was born at the right time. Some of the things that God is working in your life right now, you couldn't have handled it 10 years ago. <laughs> 
There's things in your marriage that you had to go through those rough stages to get you to where you're at today. And it even gets better later on if you allow God to work those things out in your life. (laughs) Running away from it ain't going to solve anything because you're going to have the same issue with the next person. Ooh. All right, I got a couple minutes. I got to move on here. See, some of you have been waiting for God to do something for the last five years, for the last 10 years, and you haven't gotten it yet. You know why? Because he's preparing you for what he's already prepared for you. Oh, did y'all get that? (laughs) Listen to me. He's preparing you for what he's already prepared. He already has just for you. But there's things that have to be worked out here in order to get there. Remember, I don't live in a circumstance. This is preparation for the outcome. (laughs) Okay, I have to have these battles. I have to have these struggles. I have to have these. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, you know, sometimes I'm going to boom, 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 boom. You know, I've been boom, 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 boom a few times. (laughs) See, you weren't ready back then, but how many know some of you are ready now? You're ready now. This is your time. You got to reach up and claim it. Don't let the bald man with the little dreadlock go by. Grab that thing and say, God, this is my time. See, someone, God's moving someone from the back of the line to the front of the line. God's getting ready to open that promotion right where you're at. We're worrying about the finances. We're worrying about the struggle. He said, look at the, the fowl, the birds. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. I, I provide for them. How I many know we serve a mighty God that's able to provide? There's a couple of pastors here. That building that you've been waiting on is coming. It's your time. That door is opening real soon. It's your time. That job that you've been waiting for, it's your time. That guy that's very fearful of COVID, he's going to quit so that you can go in there and take that job. I want to tell you, if Christians were smart, I would be taking those big jobs right now. There's a lot of big jobs open right now. Get in there and take them. Well, I'm not qualified. So what? Take it. It's your time. I want to close with Psalms 3 because we, we got to do some praying. I feel the Holy Spirit moving. In Psalms 3, the psalmist is under attack and the province of God is working. And I want to read it. Psalms 3, 1 and 2. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. He goes, I got trouble all around me. I mean, you know, sometimes we, we, we feel like that. I got junk happening all around me, Lord. I got this problem, this problem, this problem, this problem. God, I don't know which one to handle first. Many are they who rise up against me. Anybody ever had your family turned against you? Your friends turn against you? Many are they who say to me, there is no help for me in God. Have you ever heard that word from somebody else? Where is your God now? Where's your God? How about when some of our close friends passed away? Where's your God at now? But thank God in verse 3, but you, oh Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. 
And I want to tell you tonight, I came to tell someone to lift up your head. Don't let the devil hold your head down. I don't care what happened to you. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what test you failed. I don't care who left the church. I don't care who's walked away from you. God says lift up your head. Because when you lift up your head, oh ye gates, the king of glory shall come in. Who is that king? of glory is the Lord strong and mighty uh, the Lord mighty in battle uh, and I want to say God is ready to do something in your life tonight uh, if you will grab it and say God I am not going to fear what man can do to me uh, but God I am rising up uh, and I am taking a hold and I'm grabbing what you have for me time to start. It's time to rise up and begin to take chances in your life. It's begin to step out in faith and believe God for the supernatural. Activate the gifts of God. How many know people are desperate right now? They're desperate and you have the key. You have the answer. It's your time tonight. Praise God. Maybe you're here tonight. You're not saved not right with Jesus you're here tonight because God appointed it for you to be here tonight it's not coincidence God says you're going to be here I'm going to direct he moved everything around so that you could be here you're not saved or you're backslidden tonight you walked away from God I want you to do I want you to get up out of your seat and come on up here we want to pray with you Come on up here. You're not saved. You're not right with Jesus. Just get on up. Come on up here. Don't be fearful. God said, you know what? Jesus said, don't deny me. That's why I, 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 God wants to do something in your life. This is, that, that, that will break the strongholds of hell when you stand up and say, that's me. I need Jesus. You make your way up here. Come on up. Come on up. You're not saved. You're not right with Jesus. Maybe you're backslidden. Come on up. Make your way up. Make your way up. Come on. We're holding this out for you. We're holding it out for you. This is your time. This is your time to get it right tonight. You can make your way up here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All you got to do is stand up and make your way up here. Say, Jesus, I need you. I need forgiveness of sins. I want to tell you the rapture is going to happen. It's going to happen real soon. A lot sooner than a lot of people think. We're not predicting a time, a date, a certain specific date. But we are predicting a time. We're in that season right now where the rapture is going to happen. You don't feel that you're ready. It could happen tonight. Everything's ready. Nations are coming against Israel right now. Russia, Iraq, and Iran, and Turkey have aligned. And that's one of the last big prophecies of the last days. That they're going to come against Israel. So you're here tonight. You're not saved. You make your way up here. Make your way up here. You're backslidden. Come on up. Praise God. In a moment, we're going to all stand. Maybe God's speaking to you tonight. And this spoke to you. You don't want your opportunity to go right by. 
you want to grab that opportunity tonight. You want God to do something powerful tonight. You're saying, it's my time. This is my time. God, time has been slipping away from me, but God, I hear my alarm going off right now, and God, I am grasping for it. I want it. I want what you have for my life. Let's all stand in this place. These altars are open. Make your way up here and say, God, it's my time. God, I want it. I want it. God, help me. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss what you have for my life. God, help me to make preparation. You're called the pastor. I want to tell you, this is your time. Don't wait for next year. Don't wait for two years, ten years. This is your time. This is your time. Get your wife and say, you know what, babe? It's time. It's our time. We got to do it. Maybe it's leadership in the church. It's your time. Rise up. Say, God, it's my time. God, I want to make eternal impact. I want to make an impact. I want to make an impact. I want to make an impact. That's what it's all about, making an impact. Making an impact. Making an impact. Praise God. Anybody else, make your way up here. I'm telling you, you're going to miss out. There's such an anointing here right now. There's such an anointing right now. Let the power of God touch you. Some of you up here just need to repent. Say, God, forgive me. God, for being distracted in the things of the world. Father, I repent tonight. I repent tonight. I repent tonight. Revival starts with repentance, church. Revival starts with repentance. As we begin to worship in this place. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.